Wake Up with Matt Ham and Kevin Adams. Monday and Wednesday mornings from 8 till 10 a.m. on 1180 WLTT. Good morning. It's time to wake up with Matt Ham and Kevin Adams on 1180 WLTT. We invite you to give us a call at 910-765-0097. That's 910-765-0097. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Ham and Kevin Adams. Good morning, Wilmington, and welcome to Wake Up with Matt Ham and Kevin Adams. This is the show where passion, purpose, and dreaming big challenge common sense. We like to think of it as a conversation to shed light on the upside of upside-down living. Uh, again, my name is Matt Ham, and with me is my, my good buddy and co-host, Kevin Adams. Uh, we are sitting here in the studio this morning with no air conditioning and just <laughs> grinding it out, baby, grinding it out. I think the air conditioning went out here, so it had to, because it has been warm in here. It's, the, uh, it's a get-out-and-push model. <laughs> That's right. You, we ran out of gas. <laughs> you just have to kind of sort of blow on your hands and stuff. <laughs> I used to tell my kids, now this is kind of gross, but uh, you know, when they're thirsty and we're nowhere near water, we're in the car or whatever, we don't have water, hey, you just swallow your saliva, man. You can do it. It's... Mm-hmm. <laughs> or I'd say spit. Yeah. That's probably more like me, but anyway, sorry to be gross. Yes, no air, but hey, no murmuring, no complaining. We thank you, good Lord, for That's right. this... Uh, beautiful new day airtime nonetheless you know it's uh it's all good and it is wednesday today june 1st yeah holy cow it's crazy man like this i don't i I think that the the cliche is that the older you get the faster things time goes by kind of thing you know you've Mm -hmm. talked about on the show before yeah gosh knows man i feel that way like holy cow it seems like i mean sarah james is is uh five months old now and uh well yeah and almost five, and and Matthew's turning six this summer, and you're just like, where in the world? Holy cow! It seems like we were coming home yesterday, you know, from the hospital with our first, and now we have four, and just a feverish pace, man. It's just like phew, 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 it keeps going faster and faster yeah. and faster and faster. Yeah, it's absolutely. Nuts. Well, she'll be donning a, a graduation gown mm-hmm. soon enough, and uh, you know, uh, I I think it's good because it, it helps us. Uh, uh, come back to square one and go, man, right now, right now. Like, you you know, Matt was late picking me up this morning uh, yep. at our, our meeting our meeting place to, to get here to the, the station. Um, we just ride together typically, and uh, but we meet. And uh, so Matt was a little late, but he, he said, man, I'm sorry and all. And, uh, but the reason he was late is because he, he lost track of time because he said, I was just messing around with my kids and playing and lost track of time. I thought, man, wow, that's, that's fantastic. Cause in 20 years, that's, what's going to matter. Yeah. Uh, not being late or early to the station. Uh, although it does matter to me. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin gets jittery. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But that's great, man. You well, know, it's, the boys won't have this like, with your kid. I had said bye, and then I was going to the car, and they're like, Dad, you know, and they wanted to come and give like the fist bump and the high five and the hug. Wow. And, you know, and, and they were just asking all cool. kinds of questions this morning, too. It was like, Dad, where's a radio show? Where is where is a radio show? And I was like, it's in a hot, steamy <laughs> studio. It's in the radio. Yeah, absolutely. Like TV. And I'm inside. The people were in the TV when you when I was a kid, but but see that was now that was way back, right? That was uh, you know God was a boy and dinosaurs ruled the earth and 
Uh, TVs were black and white way back. You're dating it, man. You're dating it. <laughs> I, my, my, my TV, when I was a kid and I laid on a blanket and watched Sesame Street, my TV had legs. Think about it. <laughs> That's <laughs> it old was school. a big wooden box. And it, it was a black and white screen, and uh, it had legs on it. So I can still see it, man. Laying on a checkered blanket, watching Big Bird. And I think I was three, two, three years old. You know what's really crazy is, like, the progressive weight of technology. Like, how technology's gotten so light. I mean, those TVs back in the day, I remember when I was, like, moving in college. You know, if you moved to TV, I mean, you had to have, like, two dudes or three dudes to carry right. your TV. Yeah. And now it's just like... Oh, I got my phone, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, it's like here I'm live streaming, you know, Fox News right now or whatever it right. is. It's nuts. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Yeah. Crazy. The exponential nature of technology. So um, this is a side note, completely unrelated, and we're not going to talk about this today, but I just have to say it. I, the other day, was so, like, I guess bothered is a good word. Like, all of the celebrities, right, that all of a sudden now with the political environment where it is come out of the woodworks. Mm-hmm. And it's like you hadn't heard from these people in ages. Yeah. And now all of a sudden they have some kind of, like, burning agenda. And it's like, oh, where have you been since you didn't make movies for the past 20 years, you know? <laughs> um, but it was, it, was, it was funny to me. And it's bothersome because they have awful mouths. Mm. They have the most foul mouths that I have ever seen in my life. Like there's no, there's no governor for like what would be socially acceptable for you to talk about. Mm. And, and namely like Richard Dreyfus made these comments the other day. I just happened to see it like trending on Facebook. He made these comments about Donald Trump, but they were so obscene mm. and it was like, man, I loved you in Jaws, but like, I mean, seriously, what in the world, dude? And then Rosie O'Donnell had some kind of like diatribe at some Boy George concert, you know, so whatever. Wow, she's still doing concerts? Yeah, Boy George. Do you really want to hurt me? Yeah. Come, 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 chameleon. Yeah, and then Rosie O'Donnell gets up and just goes on this rant or whatever. Anyway, my whole point is, is like, is there, is there... I don't know. It just seems like there's not some like socially acceptable like these are things you can and can't say like to the media about <laughs> these events. Apparently you can. Uh, it's it's absurd. Yeah. It's well, absurd. Anyway. Hey, you know, celebrity, man, it, it's uh it, it, the whole idea is ridiculous. <laughs> Think about it. You know, it's like that Bobby Bowden conversation a while back where he said uh after a fight, we don't know you why are you fighting over us? We're not fighting over you. You there at home, you in the stands, you're, you know, he was put in the center of place. Like, wow, why are you getting all... You're talking about fans fighting about a football team. That's what Bobby Bowden was... Yeah. He was, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I mean, good to clarify, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, the whole thing about celebrities ridiculous anyway. Let's put it in its place. Uh, whatever, you know. I, I don't disagree with you. I think, yeah, it's kind of silly the way people talk. It's just silly the, the fact to me that people get so enamored with it, mm-hmm. you know, and like raise yeah. it up to be this thing. And it's like sometimes I seriously look around and I'm like, man, where is like the voice of reason mm-hmm. and peace and truth Yeah, in the midst of all of this craziness, you know? It's just, it's wild. You know, my wife was talking the other day. She's like, how do you know this stuff about, like, what's going on in the news or whatever? And I was like, I mean, I kind of look at 
what topics are trending just as a way to see what's going on for the purposes of conversation, radio show, whatever. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I look at them and I'm like, I have to rub my eyes and I'm like, why am I, should I even be looking at this? Yeah. I mean, it's going to be bothered with it, you know? Right. It's just wild. It's just a, man, and that's that's the thing for me is this just this spirit of, of just anger and frustration and, and discontentment and blaming and and pointing fingers and all that stuff. It's just, I'm over it, you know? And that's why, that's why I think what we do, Kevin, is important. That's why I believe in what we do. That's why I keep coming here. we want to be celebrities. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're a lot cooler online, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it is important. I agree. And, you know, we, we want to, we just want to be a voice for uh, everybody, anybody, and just be honest and, and not, there's no pretense. And uh, you know, you you happen to wear starched shirts and <laughs> and have good stuff in your hair, and and you don't. And, <laughs> yeah, saying? I don't. I'm just some goofball <laughs> with a stained T-shirt on. Uh, and uh, I think it, it, it it's uh, it, it's just a matter of trying to be authentic in a very inauthentic place. And celebrity is is a cesspool of it. It's uh. It's a mess. I I, I love uh, there. I mean, it's not saying there aren't some really cool, great celebrities out there, you know, with that icky title. But uh, there are people that don't have entourages. There are, there are very very famous people who all will cross the street by themselves and uh, speak to you and be nice. And uh, you know, I can name one, of course, <laughs> Bono. Uh, what a great guy, man. He is. Uh, what a celebrity ought to be, and uh, he says the whole thing's ridiculous. But since he's got it, he wants to use it as currency. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that to me, that makes sense. But just to most of them, to me, it, the cartoon picture I get is all mouth and no ears. You want to speak to them, they're not going to listen to you, but uh, they definitely want you to listen to them. That begs a question to me. Maybe we'll dive into this for here for a few minutes and just we're we'll not going to talk about this today. But. We'll test the water. No, no, no. We're not not this. Not this. The question, not the celebrity thing. I'm messing with you, man. We can talk about anything. Yes, because no one's calling in right now to yeah. say talk about this instead. Yeah, well, that's please that's call us. What it is? Yeah, the, we'll go whatever direction you want. The phone lines are open. I mean, as we said on last show, I mean, this is unscripted. We just we're here. You know, we'll yeah. be a resource. But nine one zero seven six five zero zero nine seven is the phone line. If uh, anybody wants to dive into uh, anything particular, feel free to, to show. Oh, speaking of, I, I got a, a message from uh, Bill, a friend of the show. Yeah. Bill sent us a message, and he said, man, I just wanted to thank you guys for, for the show, for what you do. Bill live streams this uh, from his phone, I think, while he's commuting in Atlanta. And he said, you guys are what make the commute worthwhile. <laughs> and so in the midst of Atlanta traffic, which if you've ever experienced that, it's terrible. Yeah. I would I would pull my hair out. Sure. So you know, again, the fact that he's not breaking the phone or the radio in the in the process. But no, I was on the road, Bill. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Be safe, brother. But no, shout out to Bill, and it's just cool, man. I mean, you know, here he is in Atlanta commuting and uh, and That's spending fantastic. some time with us. And we've had a couple people reach out here in the past, you know, couple weeks just about the show as we kind of keep going and, and, and taking root here. So thank you guys for that. Um, but again, yeah, the phone lines are open nine one zero seven six five zero zero nine seven. But the 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 thing. I was going to going to dive into Kevin is this concept of how are we using our influence right I mean not that I like that word 
but call it what you want to. I mean, and put a different spin on it. But like, how are we using our influence with our kids or in our place of business? Or I think that a lot of times we get fooled into thinking that in order to have influence, we have to have money or status or a job title or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so we shy away from it instead of owning kind of where we are, you know, and and you look at the life of Jesus, right? And, And the influence that he had in small you know, uh, Jerusalem and the area surrounding Jerusalem, and yet the ripple effect that happened, you know, because mm-hmm. of, of, of his influence, his impact, and what he kind of left. I mean, here's a Jewish carpenter right. that, that completely radicalized... Was he Jewish? <laughs> I, I am desperate to laugh today. I'm sorry. It, it had to be Hest of our Lord. It's okay with me. I mean... Come on, God. I I'm, I can't go anywhere. I'm trying to focus on a street I'm a, here. I'm a, uh, hey, I'm a child of God. He, it's okay, man. He's <laughs> you go, man. He, I don't. I see no lightning. It's okay. You go. You walk, <laughs> man. You walk. Keep going, man. No, I, that's what I'm trying to remember where I was. Um, the uh, yes, I did it. <laughs> yeah. So there's this. I think that's the influence. I think that's the yes influence. Our but, own measure of celebrity. Well, I think that the the thing that that's interesting to me. I'm is, a celebrity in my own closet. Every morning, because uh, I just get excited about just being me. You, you know? sing in the shower? Uh, yeah, if no one's home. If they're home, uh, I try to, you know, I might do a little low end thing, but. Like a Johnny Cash? Home, well, I, I strained my voice recently uh, uh, yelling at my child <laughs> who's 18. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, man, I, I love to. I mean, wow, who could do Johnny Cash? I mean, that's like Freddie Mercury. Who could do Freddie Mercury? Very few people could do Johnny Cash. Uh, if you want to try, man, I'd love to listen. No. Hello. <laughs> I'm Johnny Cash. No, I used to, when I was playing music all the time, my, Matthew loved Johnny Cash, and so it would always oh, yeah. But Folsom Prison Blues was like his favorite, you know, little giddy-up. But, uh, right. But yeah, so I, you know, again, I, I just think about this this thing. I think a lot of people get get trapped in this idea that they don't have impact, they don't have influence, and so they they just they they live this kind of uh, life in in uh, I don't know in this space where they just don't have any direction and they just feel like they can't uh, influence anybody, they don't have any impact or whatever, and so they get trapped. Yeah, you know, they get they feel like they're stuck, and I just I see a lot of people living in that space, you know, maybe wanting to to do good, wanting to have influence, wanting to have impact, and they and they yet they feel stuck or in prison because the world says, well, you're not famous or you don't have this or you you know what I mean, yeah. and so I think that the idea for me is is that. How how do we begin to become that expression, right? If if God has put His thumbprint on us, if and how do we begin to to leverage that for influence for kingdom purposes in the smallest of ways? You know, I mean, yeah. right where we are. I mean, that's that's kind of the mind, the thing that that's on the front of my mind. Rather than being somebody who's been given this great stage and people are listening and you're blabbing about nothing that matters and you're rude and you're disrespectful or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, how how can you begin with this small space of maybe what you've been given and start to to, to go forth from there. Yeah. Uh, wow. That, well, there's a lot of stuff in that. Um, you know, I think the, 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 what we have to do first is try to define what influence is mm. and, and, or, and, or what celebrity is. And, uh, it, it there's another thing to think about is <clears throat> the, the hypocrisy of saying, uh, 
uh, just his celebrity is ick and all that stuff. And then just, man, whoa, look, there's so-and-so. Yeah. yeah. I got my autograph book and, uh, you know, we're hypocritical that way. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I have to admit that, uh, you know, I mean, I stared down Oprah, right? We talked about this. Uh, yeah. I, I gave her the, the stinky eye or whatever. And, uh, she didn't, she didn't, uh, she didn't back down. She's a tough bird. <laughs> I had heard that you don't make eye contact with celebrities, which in my mind is uh, the, the most ridiculous thing about it. What? As if they're gods. Don't look at the baby. Don't look at the baby. Don't look at the baby. Yeah. Yeah. So so I stared right at her, you know, coming out of the Drake Hotel in Chicago, and uh, she was right there with her, you know, 18-foot bodyguard and uh, I think Stedman, maybe? Holly said Stedman was there. I don't remember, but... Uh, it, it's, it's just, what, a, what the heck? Yeah. I mean, come on, you know? So, so there's some truth in, wow, hey, there's Oprah. That's cool. That's cool. You know, a guy I used to work with, went to school with her. He doesn't think she is, she, she, he's just a girl that he'd sat behind her and he pulled her hair. Mm-hmm. But, uh, most people would go, wow. And I don't, it doesn't matter who it is. You, you may think, oh no, the occult and Oprah and all or you may you want to put, plug in Billy Graham or somebody you know it, it, whatever fits your floats your boat it doesn't matter the idea is is there somebody that you want to see or if you see him you're going to start acting like a little girl yeah you know and i think there for us there are those people and we mm. have to be honest about that but taking it with a grain of salt and coming back to reality going oh wow well that's just excitement but are are they really the influence in my life? Mm-hmm. No, it's just cool. It's it's really neat to have those moments. So so bringing it all down to kind of funnel it down into what is celebrity and what makes us do that versus uh, what makes us truly what truly influences our life. And so if you flip that over, how do you have influence? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then or. On that side, how are we influenced? So we can talk about that, I think, yeah. and, and kind of get into the definitions of it to try to help us understand how to navigate it. I think it's important because I think a lot of people just don't go there. They don't. They don't think about it. You know, it's just they. But yet, deep down, they are being navigated by these things and Absolutely. influenced by these things. Yeah. And so, the, the heart of it is, as I was talking with my with my wife Liz and I were talking the other night, last night actually, and just this idea. I said, you know, one of the things that um, is challenging is that a lot of people don't want to take the time to be self aware. It's just it's hard. It's easier to just veg out, you right. know, to sit on the couch or to whatever. But a lot of people don't want to take that time to be self aware to sit mm-hmm. down and say, okay, well, what am I actually giving my affections to? What am I actually letting influence me? Right. And instead of just kind of like taking everything as it comes and before you know it you're really just a pawn to your circumstances and a pawn to your thoughts and whoever's on front of the in the tv screen in front right. of you you know and and she admitted she said well it's it's just hard you know with with kids and responsibilities and all that kind of stuff the last thing you want to do is like sit down and be self-aware and reflect but i think that that's the birthplace of it yeah. is to pay attention to those things and once you begin doing that you know you don't uh you know, you start to understand really who you are and, and what you're being driven by and what's actually on the radio of your mind. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really, really important. On the radio of your mind. That's a good image. Yeah. Does your, 
Does your radio have in your mind? Does it have dials on it? Or it does. It, or is it just a flat it's screen? It's not digital. And you swipe and no. And, you know, it has dials. Room, it's Bluetooth. like what I would see in my grandmother's house: yeah. an old radio with like a dial, and you know you can change that thing. And there's a dial there. Yeah. We have and, nothing to fear but fear itself. Uh, like uh, Franklin Roosevelt would do those fireside chats way back, and and uh, or Churchill or you know whoever over the. Oh, with those old... Is that what you're kind of picturing? I, I'm yeah. trying to get a feel for this. Here. No, this is like a box, right? And so it's like yay big. You're talking a 70s radio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It probably was right beside your television on, on stilts or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A 70s radio. So you've got uh, Casey Kasem, Top 40, and... Uh, Absolutely. Keep going. your feet on the ground, but keep reaching for the stars. It's pretty funny, man, because that's like... Well, I was born in 81, so like the earliest vision I would have had of a radio, you know... Was was probably that kind of radio, sure. probably five year old radio, yeah. sitting in my house, you know. And it wasn't until I was older that we had like traditional, you know, big radios, big uh, stereos, the boombox, all that kind of good oh stuff. Yeah, yeah, the boombox. <laughs> but there is a radio in my mind. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Well, that's thanks for clarifying. <laughs> you asked. Uh, yeah. So now, what, was there a question in that for me, or, or just a general idea? Or what, 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 what are we looking well, for? I mean, here? again, I, you know, and again, I, I think Kevin, you're different than a lot of folks, um, you know, and because you've been through this journey for the last seven years of learning how to sure. turn that radio off, and and learning how to listen to uh, God's voice, sure. and learn how to be intimate with the Father, and learn to let faith drive you, and Matt, all those Matt's things. Matt's getting serious now. I see this. He's got this <laughs> genuine. Look on his face. So, so, but, but there's so many people that just aren't there, man, yeah. and they want to be there. Yeah. And the radio's so loud in their head, right? And it's take care of your kids, earn, earn, earn a, you know, earn a dollar, you know, be successful, yeah. uh, you know, watch, you know, whatever TV show, and and, right. and so there's so many influences for people that Jesus just is drowned out, man, in the noise. And, yeah. and and it's like, how do I even how do I even begin to have a conversation about learning from and experiencing a man who's been dead for two thousand years? Because all I quite frankly know about religion, I don't like. Yeah, it's just churched up stuff. And yeah, I've heard this stuff before. Right. You know what I mean? But yet you're still discontent. You still you know struggle with purpose. You still face adversity. Right. And you're looking for solutions in all these other directions. That's the that's my heart, man. Mm-hmm. Is there so many people that I just feel like because I was one of them. Right. You're just walking around like a zombie, going through this this motion, this mm-hmm. this cycle of life, and Jesus feels like some distant thing. Yeah. And 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 God, thank you for taking me and shaking me up and getting me to a point where I was actually willing to go to that quiet place yeah. and start to listen. And even now, it's been three years of just this wrestling of of trying to understand faith and peel back the layers, and it gets hard, and sometimes it feels just easier to get back in the stream. So I, what I'm getting at is, is that, you know, how, how do we begin to have a conversation with people that reaches them in the midst of that static? Yeah. Well, you know, I I think that it it's uh we've talked about this before. Um it God loves us so much. I mean, if you read Hebrews, you you read about discipline, you read about discipling, discipline. They're kind of the same thing. And uh the way that we discipline our children, um <clears throat> depending on their age, <laughs> that you usually don't wear your vocal cords out as I have <laughs> recently. That was uh, <clears throat> I have to keep clearing my throat because there's st- 
still healing. I haven't uh, yelled that loud in a long time. But uh, I, I think that, that our Father, we, we, you know, we have to have affection. Mm. We have to have a child-parent relationship. And that <clears throat> that's the beginning. So, but, so the question is, how do you get there? And we still need to, to deal with influence and... <laughs> And uh, uh, it's kind of loud outside of the room right now. But I'm getting distracted with ADD and what have you. But uh, so, you know, I, I guess that you've got to feel. This is, I know a lot of people don't like this kind of talk, but if you just think, then you're. it's all about math. It's all analytical. It's all about if-then-else. It's all about <clears throat> logic. Now, that's fine. You know, you, we've got to... We've got to apply that, it, you know. But, I mean, if you know anything about Star Trek, remember uh, Spock? Spock was the genius, right? He's the guy that made things work. Um, but uh, Captain Kirk was the cool guy. He was the hero. He was the one that uh, just came through in every situation because he applied his heart to it. And now, you know, I don't, you know, I, maybe I'm I'm just old and most people don't have a clue what Star Trek is, but golly, that's a great way to look at it. So so we've got to become kind of Captain Kirkish in mm-hmm. our in our daily walk. In other words, we've got to we've got to go not by emotion. We can't we, God doesn't want us to be pushed and pulled around by uh oh no, I'm scared of that or oh no, that that's exciting to me. Um, we've got to get to a deeper place, but we've got to feel it. We've got to learn how to take it in and get it into our inmost parts. And the way to do that is um, to begin to see God in a certain way and to, and to feel His presence. He, God says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. So what does that mean? Well, it means that He indwells in us, and He's never going to leave us. Now, that's a beautiful thought. But how much time during the day do we spend thinking about that, meditating on that? And then another thing is um, God gives us his presence, you know, so we can walk outside of his presence anytime we want. But he doesn't leave us. He doesn't pull his presence off of us. But how much time do we spend thinking about, wow, you know, am I walking in your presence today, Lord? And and, and a good way to, you know, I'm big on imagery. Because imagery helps me feel it. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure if everybody's like that or not, but, but uh, a really good way to, uh, to look at this is uh, when you think about Jesus being baptized and he came up and it says, you know, the Holy Spirit uh, remained. So, so God anointed him. God spoke, this is my son. And then he anointed him, right, through... through and it said the Holy Spirit came like a dove, and the coolest part about it is, it says, and it remained on him. So think about that. What does that look like? How how do how do we get God's presence to remain on us? Mm-hmm. Well, and then and then uh, if we if we picture a dove, a dove is gentle, so and timid. So if if you have a dove on your shoulder and you've got to walk down some stairs or you've got to go around the lake. How are you going to do it? Are you going to be led by emotion and, and freak out? And well, that dove's going to be gone, right? Or, or, or is it all about logic? Well, you know, I must build a submarine to go through the lake. 
And, uh, you know, the dove's out of there with all that stuff. <laughs> so I know this sounds weird, but we've got to be able to see it. We've got to take that screen. And, you know, again, if, uh, <clears throat> if, you, we, if you close your eyes and you, if I say, hey, you know, XYZ person, uh, picture your bathroom or picture the back of your house or picture your bedroom or picture your living room or picture your kids, you're going to be able to see it. You can close your eyes and you can see it. You have a screen. That screen needs to be focused on God as a father and on Jesus and, and, and you know, this, this type of thing. But how often are we doing that on purpose? That's my point. Yeah. So staying in his presence requires... Uh, feeling it and 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 being intentional about it and living in that place feeling it you know feeling joy it's like being uh, thankful yeah i think that the the thing that, that that i'm that i'm drawn here is that it seems like so much of christian culture from my perspective as a christian since listen born and raised in the bible belt grew up going to church um, you know, it's just what you do, right? In the South, you go to church on Sunday, that kind of thing. You know, uh, that was it, right? But it was a it was a consumer based Christianity. Yeah. You know, I need, I, I got to get my fix, right? Right. You know, it's like taking medicine. Okay, I got to go get my medicine on Sunday, and I'm good. Yeah. You know, and then and then in college, it was the same kind of way, but it kind of started to to hey, well, we're doing this mm-hmm. more often, more frequently, but it was still this consumer driven thing is to satisfy. You know what I mean? This need, and and there there became a point for me where you know you you've you consume and you consume and you consume and you consume. It's like most Christians who come to me and says, "Hey, tell me, you know, give me this. Tell me where do I need to go? Give me a Bible study. Give me a book." They want to consume, and and right. and what we're saying is different. What we're saying is just to stop, just hit pause and relax and feel it and let and let Christ yes. let Christ He is in you. You've got to peel back the layers and and let him come forth, yeah. and you got to go there, and that's that's, right. a, that's a different shift, man. And I'll say for me, if someone is like we talked about previously, there's this merging of the word and you know the the the, the tangible right and the, the stuff we can see in church and obedience and all the stuff, and then there's the spirit thing, you mm-hmm. know, and and it's and it's this that's the part that for the many years that I think I missed, I didn't quite understand. You know, this idea of spirit. You know, you have moments where you feel the spirit. You have moments where you feel led by God, but you don't rest in the presence of the spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, but and you can. You can. You still have to do the dishes, but you can live and walk with God in, in the spirit. Uh, <clears throat> it's really important to get that. Now, it seems crazy and out there, and oh, you know, that's just my closet time and prayer time, but it's not. It's a constant walk with God, the Father. But it, but it all begins with seeing yourself the way He sees you. you got to understand that, and you can't do that um, with all the gunk from the sensualities of watching 18, you know, what, what, a binging on Netflix or, uh, you know, whatever, pick your poison. It's spending all day at the ball game and and, and, you know, I know here's the caveat. Well, these things aren't bad. and Well, yeah, but they sure can be if they are replacing God. And the, the thing, the dangerous thing is that they do that, and we don't recognize it. They're subtle. They're sneaky. And, uh, and they're very sensual. I mean, how great is it when you're tired, dead tired, to just lay down 
after a big meal and watch a great movie and halfway fall asleep and have to go back and watch it again later. I mean, to me, that's that's like, uh, you know, I mean, it's perfect peace almost in a worldly way. But that is, uh, I, that does nothing for me, you know, really, outside of that moment. Everybody needs to sleep. Everybody needs rest. But, man, spending time with God, wow, it's it's energizing. It's it's. I mean, if you want wisdom, he says he'll give it to you. So, it, I mean, I could just go on and on about it, but it's it's being intentional about it every day, you know, and and not just being intentional in in a striving kind of way, but being intentional in a surrendered kind of way. Like I'm going to lay this down, I'm going to let go of this stuff, and I'm going to focus on him today as a father, and uh, but 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 not oh I must focus on my heavenly God, no. It's wow! Thank you, Lord. You are so great. <laughs> I'm so overjoyed to just have this moment. Thank you for my spouse. Thank you for the blue sky, and just on and on. and And you can begin to feel His presence, and it's personal. You know, it's it's amazing. But we've got to break through that wall of sensuality that we've laid on ourselves for the last day or two days or a week or whatever. And we, if we start practicing that every day, then we begin to feel differently. And our circumstances don't look so dire. Yeah. One of the things that, that uh, you know, religion in, in a box, right? Religion has a way of becoming like that, you know, to me. Mm-hmm. And sure. it's, 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 it's the incantation of prayer, the whole, you know, the Lord's prayer, right? Um, you know, it's the, it's the pledge of allegiance to the flag. You know, you recite it, you know it, you could say it with your eyes closed, you know, whatever, right. but th- you never feel it. You know what I mean? The difference is feeling it. Yeah. And that's the True. thing. It's and, and, and so long, I could sit here and say, in fact, this, this morning I was in the shower, this thought came to my mind, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Yeah. Yeah. We say that. But he gave his son. That's right. I'm not willing to let go of my kids for a second. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They've been sick lately, and there's this fear and panic and worry that comes up about, oh, my gosh, something's going to happen to my kids. And so you hold fast to them, and you let anxiety and fear and stress and worry just consume you. And in the, the simplest verse in, in all of Scripture that probably everybody who knows anything about the Bible knows, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Right. And we glaze over that and say it in recitation and we never feel it. Well, <clears throat> here yeah. We're we're not willing to give up a week's pay to save somebody. Now, that's a challenge. Uh or take it a little further. If you're willing to give up a week's pay, how about a year's pay? Would you do it? How about your house? How about your livelihood? How about your life? How about anything? Um, but, but take it all the way back down to the simple thing of a week's pay. And, uh, to me, that's a challenging thought, you know, we're not willing to do that. So we have to take those kind of ideas and, and then interject that into what you just said. He gave his son, his only son, you know, to, to make us sons so that we can join him in sonship, uh, but yeah, that's exactly right. We've got to learn how to uh, dig into these these truths, and 
you know, to me, the, the best way to do that is to to feel it. And and the way God opened that up to me, you know, we've talked about this before, is when I watched The Passion for the first time, it, I mean, I just wept. It blew me away. Now, I, most of us did the same thing. And, it, you know, and depending on your age and whatnot, but the reason, and, and God spoke to me through that and, 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 you know, I, I, he says, how many times have you read this story and just uh, glazed right over it, just passed by it and going, yeah, that's good. Thank you, Lord. But but why did you weep when you watched it? Because you could you, you can take it in to the five senses and then it gets in and you can feel it in your gut, not just in, in you know, in your emotions, but on a gut level. Mm. Because there's something, there was something deeper about that than seeing, you know, <clears throat> a child and a mom uh, separated, like in a regular movie. Okay, yeah, it kind of pulls on your emotions a little bit. If you're a girl, you probably weep. But there was something about seeing the deepest thing in you, your God, being tortured, that went to the gut, the gut, the conscience. That's the spirit. And it's different than the soul. It is different. And and so we have to break through to get to that place, to feel it at a gut level. And that happened in that movie. But that taught me, God through that taught me that we've got to uh, feel his presence. We've got to feel his word. We've got to dig into those things. So what you just said, is that's right. But if you don't take time to do that, because of all the yeah buts, but I have to feed the kids, or but I have to go to work, or but I don't understand the scripture, or but it's confusing. Okay, well, that's fine. You know, it's like taking a wrong turn and going, well, I'm just going to keep going and think you're going to get back closer to God somehow. It's just not, it doesn't work that way. You have to stop. That's what repentance is. It's not a, you know, I'm just sorry. It's actually changing direction you know, and, and going back. and it, But if we do that on a daily basis, first thing, then we don't have so far to go every day, and we stay closer to the to the source of truth. And it's just amazing. Um, but, 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 but feeling it is, is critical. I believe it's critical. We have to feel the Word. We have to feel the Spirit of God. And uh, if we can do that, then, then, then that's where the light starts to shine through us. And so we're letting Jesus out wherever we go rather than, you know, trying to be some cheap knockoff. Oh, i got to be humble today. And I'm yeah. like, here's my humble button that's on my lapel. See, I'm humble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, well, but it's true. It, it's, it's, where, it's where for the longest time, I mean, I know I lived there and, uh, you know, still have moments of, of that and, and hate it sure. and hate it. That's the part I think, Kevin, that's the most frustrating about faith is why in the heck can't I overcome it then? If I have my heart is in the right place and if I desire, if and I wake up and I go there, mm-hmm. you know, and I lay it down or whatever, why do I have to struggle with it again tomorrow? Why can't you just take it? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Why has it got to be, you know, why has it got to come back again? Why is this thing that I thought I killed you know, this desire for to be approved by people. Why is that uh-huh. thing that I thought I killed two years ago? Why is that thing all of a sudden rear its head in a new in a new way? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> you know, this world is in some ways it's in my view, it is a uh, a practice for eternity. Uh, we learn how to love and we learn how to um have affection 
for God. And not just saying, I love God. I like to use that word because it touches a place that's deeper. Um, it, we, 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 in other words, we want to we kind of use a different lexicon than what we hear from the pulpits. Because all that stuff is, you know, T-shirt and bag of chips, and I don't care, I don't want to hear that anymore. Um, heard it before kind of stuff. And there's all these big preachers out there, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, there's satellite churches now with just screens. You just go look at a screen. Um, <clears throat> it's just amazing to me. So it, it, what I'm talking about is intimacy, like true intimacy. You know, God wants intimacy. If you read uh, a song of uh, Solomon, uh, Song of Songs, I mean, you read, read the stuff where God is just treating us as a bride, and, you know, get past all the weirdo thoughts about that. We are the bride. Um, and and so God refers to us in three ways, as a friend, as a child, and as a bride. Now think about that. Those are the three most intimate relationships a person can have. Um, so um, if God refers to us that way, shouldn't we begin to see ourselves that way? And if we do, that's all he's saying is, is look, I love you. Just start to start to get hold of that, and and you know, live there. Start there. Feel that way about yourself. It sounds like hocus pocus, but it's it's really not. I mean, it's true. And see, that's what Jesus modeled for us. We get all caught up in how much you know what He did for us. He saved us, and yeah, absolutely. We don't want to diminish that, but we're leaving out his whole life we're leaving out the things he taught uh just to go you know god gives only son you know i'm saved and yeah i'm in i'm in the club and i'm going to heaven and okay back to chicken dinner and golf and whatever fancy thing that i put in there instead of going wow let's really dig into this man jesus and what he did and wow we start seeing Wow, he he lived like a loved son, and that, he modeled that for us. And why would he say we need to, to to imitate him, or we can do greater things? You know, so so it's going deeper. Uh, deep calls to deep. That's that's our journey. Yeah, I think that the 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 thing that's on my mind is a is we hear I hear you talk there is this concept of transformation. You know, is that that uh, Paul said it in Romans: be transformed. By the renewing of your mind, right. uh, we have to challenge and change our perspective in the way that we see and the way we think if we want to draw to deep, and and that's the part um, that that for me is just that's the, the the call to the the person that's out there that is just they're struggling they're they're in that place it doesn't seem clear you know their their circumstances are dictating their emotions are leading you know they're they're afraid they're worried all that kind of stuff is that mm-hmm. it begins by transforming the way you think it yeah. begins with the renewing of your mind and going to that place and and seeing God in this different way you know and and the sad part about it is is that you know so many people never go there, you know, and it's hard because it's like the whole, you know, I was burdened for the longest time about how do you actually help people change, Mm -hmm. you know, and there was a burden on that because I felt like it was my responsibility. Like Mm -hmm. I wanted to help change people, but that's actually a crippling um, Mm -hmm. lie. It's not my responsibility to change people. 
That's God's job. You can't save people either. Absolutely. <clears throat> you just share the good news with them, but uh, you, you know, only God can save, and He draws men. And that's why I'm always saying, "Hey, look, if you don't believe, then you don't believe." I, you know, don't listen, don't pay attention. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Let's move on and be productive with our day. Um, but if you do believe, uh, if you've crossed that that threshold, there's a whole lot to this. Yeah, and uh, there's a whole big journey ahead. But yeah, how you think is uh, is huge. You look like you had some. No, I was just I was looking at the the hour here. We're we're about seven minutes away from the top of the hour. We're going to take a little bit of a break and come back. But in the car on the way over, Kevin, we had talked about this this concept that you and I have been you've been sharing with me some of your thoughts about it about how this idea of energy and and quantum physics and about how all of it really kind of points to to God. And when you get to this this intimate space, and as you explore this intimate space, you can feel people. Like mm-hmm. you can feel people. You can be in a conversation with somebody and you can feel their heart, you yeah. know, and you can start to, there's a level of discernment that happens in the spirit that you just, you start to, you know, and it can be difficult because you can carry it around, at least for me, you can carry around this burden, like you feel the weight that's on everybody mm-hmm. because of their circumstances or whatnot. And so that's a right. that's kind of baggage that you can carry. But, uh, you know, I, I really want to just leave that there and, and in the second hour talk a little bit about this idea of you know, kind of harnessing that energy and, and letting, you know, God do his work in it or whatnot. Um, and, and, and so, I mean, if you have anything you want to add, but that, that's kind of I was just <laughs> setting up this uh, second hour thing. Sure. Um, well, I, I guess that, you know, if, if we take a minute and backtrack, you know, we've kind of spun out of control in a good way. But uh, if we backtrack and talk about influence, uh, and we can get into, you know, this, this idea of, of uh, feeling and energy and, and how it relates to God and our walk. But, uh, you know, just to tie this hour up, we talked about influence, we talked about celebrity, and, um, you know, what causes that, and, and, and how do we deal with it. And so, you know, you know my, my sort of quick thought on that is, is just uh, uh, that it's not bad or wrong to admire somebody uh, for their gifts and, uh, and to be thankful that they exist and that they, they can add to your life. Um, and at, at, in the same way, you know, God is no respecter of persons. We need to be able to see ourselves uh, as some influence, you know, type of influence over our families, our children, whatever God puts in front of us. And a great example of what I'm talking about is uh, Mother Teresa. Uh, there is, uh, if you haven't, you don't know anything about her, haven't read any, any of her books, uh, on Netflix right now there is a, a, a great, uh, it's it's a new, fairly, I don't know what year it was made, I think it's new, but it's called The Letters. Check it out. You want to see what Christianity really looks like? Check that out. Um, you know, this isn't about doctrine, this is not about a denomination or a stream or any of that kind of stuff. This is about living as Jesus on earth and what that looks like. Check it out. But that lady, to me, uh, embodies Jesus. Mm. And uh, she wasn't there to evangelize uh, necessarily. She did it through who she was. And I'm not putting her on a pedestal. She certainly didn't put herself on one. But to me, that's that's the ultimate place that this 
that God intended for this desire, this admiration, and the other side is, how are you influential? That's what that looks like, walked out thoroughly. So I just wanted to mention that yeah. and tie that hour up with, with from my point of view. Yeah, no, absolutely. Influence. Absolutely. I think, I think that we have to begin paying attention to what, A, what we are allowing to influence us, and then B, our opportunity to influence others. And yeah. and at the end of the day, that we have to. We've said on the show before. Do you live as, like Jesus is your only influence? That's right. You know, and That's right. and and, That's and a big question. you know, will you go to that place where He is your influence, and then will you live that out in the single relationships that you've been trusted with? You might say, "Well, I want to be on this stage, or I want to go do these great things, or whatever." But will you do it with the person that's right in front of you right now, even if that person is an unruly client, even if that person is a, a disgruntled lady on a bicycle, like we saw this morning here <laughs> driving in? <laughs> she just needed a hug. Uh, she did. She did. But the thing is, is are we willing to be His expression right where we are mm-hmm. in each moment? You know, and yeah. and that's where that thing begins, and and all the other celebrity and stuff, it just fades away, man. It just because it's that's right. It's yeah. I mean, how many people have died in in recent years? You know, Michael Jackson and, and what, what Prince the other day, and we were talking about Tupac Shakur, and you know, there's a whole. It's just amazing. Yeah, it's it's done. It's dust. It's worthless. You know, all these people that are heroes on TV now, uh, the people that truly transform lives are the ones that that are the kind of celebrity the kind of platform god is saying here i'm going to give this to you but we all have it that's Mm -hmm. the thing we don't need to be jealous either we don't need to look at people and go oh i wish i had that or i wish that was me or i need to learn everything from them you know we can learn from them but we need to also go wow but god loves me that much too Mm -hmm. and what's my platform and what's my influence? So, but not in a in an arrogant way, just right. in a, you know, an exciting way. Be yeah. excited! It's an adventure. <laughs> yeah. Well, like you said, I mean, if he if he gave his only son, what links wouldn't he go to? Yeah. To prove that to you, he gave his only son so that we could become sons. Yeah. I mean, think about that. That that's it. it nobody talks about that. It's they're all talking about he gave his only son so that we can be saved, so we can get into heaven. But he did it for that, but way, way more than that. Mm-hmm. You know, God's about the now and then. And uh, we, it's just, it, it, we just got to get out of the mindset of looking off into the distance, oh, and mm-hmm. sweet by and by. And <laughs> like waiting on it. Yeah, yeah. you don't need to wait on it, and, and you don't need to hunker down and, and hope for one day. And I mean, Yeah. It's start storing up provisions for yeah. <laughs> the apocalypse. Yeah, well, uh, hoarding. Know, it's okay to have some extra water. You know, <laughs> earthquake happens or whatever. But there you go. Come on, that's all good, man. Well, uh, thank you guys for listening to the first hour of Wake Up today. Um, again, I'm Matt Ham, and, and with me is, is Kevin Adams. And I hope you guys are encouraged by this. I hope that this is a conversation probably that you're not having elsewhere, and that's really our heart is to to have a conversation, maybe one that's uh, new, maybe one that's uh, a little bit different. But but one that we believe is uh, really the source of, of of absolute peace and and life and joy and energy and excitement and that's what we're that's what we're after. So thank you guys as always. Please stop by our site uh, www.wakeupourfaith.com and we'll be back uh, right after the top of the hour news.